when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hi, I'm Helen Holliman, Editor-in-Chief of Munchies, and welcome back to the LA series of Munchies, the podcast. Today, we're in LA's Chinatown, exploring the strange and unique histories of this city with the band Yacht. Besides making music together, Jonna Bechtold and Claire Evans are writers, artists, and app developers. In 2013, they launched their hyper-popular daily app called Five Every Day, a curated list of rad things to do in Los Angeles that's broken down into five categories, art, city, food, music, and the wild card which can be anything weird or fun that doesn't fit into those other categories. We've met a ton of people who are using this app to explore off-the-beaten-path experiences in this city. Plus, it seems like the app makes you look a whole lot cooler. I wanted to get Yacht's impressions on why LA is one of the fastest-growing cities for creative types, and how they go about curating Five Every Day. I also wanted to know why LA rewards curiosity. We meet them at Burger Lords, a simple burger walk-up spot that has one of the best vegan burgers in Chinatown. It's situated in the Central Plaza, a sleepy square that feels like an off-duty movie set. It's spacious and clean, and there's paper lanterns and neon signage. And today, there's groups of elderly men who are hanging out on benches near Burger Lords, smoking cigarettes in the sun. I want to get the vegan cheese combo, please. Vegan cheese combo? Yeah. All right. The drink? Uh, Tapa Chico. Tapa Chico? Yeah. I'm going to do the same thing. Excellent. Uh, no onions. All right. Extra pickles? No <laughs> onions. We don't have pickles. How about then, extra thousand? <laughs> yes. You know what? Can I get extra thousand, too? Absolutely. I like a, it wet. He's going to say he loves a wet burger. After we ordered, we sat down to eat our burgers. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, first off, we're in Chinatown. Can you guys describe why you like this place so much and what it means to you? I've always loved Chinatown. It's kind of been my favorite part of Los Angeles for years. It has a very strange quality. The history of it is interesting. I mean, it, it the, the real Chinatown isn't here. Like, if you want to get real Chinese food and, like, participate in Chinese culture, you go to the San Gabriel Valley, which is basically China. But here, this used to be Little Italy in the 1800s, and when they built Union Station, they had to tear down the original, the real original Chinatown in LA, and they displaced this entire Chinese community to here, sort of arbitrarily. And like, then this is so, like, sort of misguided. But basically, the city enlisted a bunch of Hollywood set designers to make like a Chinese area, and so they like <laughs> built That's this crazy so place that yeah. looks like, yeah, it looks like a 50s ch- movie set in China, like it's not, you know, it doesn't feel real at all, and all yeah. the streets are called like Hopling Way and stuff, mm-hmm. like it's like borderline racist, um, and there's like set, there's props from, um, you know, like, I think there's like a famous movie, I, f- I can't remember. Yeah, it's a very weird phenomenon to live in a place that's so recognizable. Have you seen L.A. Plays Itself, that documentary? Mm-mm. It's like this amazing documentary by a film theorist called Tom Anderson about the various ways in which Los Angeles has been depicted in cinema throughout the history of cinema. And it's, it is like a really weird sensation. Even if you're not like a big cinephile, 
just to know everywhere you are, to sort of like have this sense that you kind of recognize places from this collective consciousness. Like even the light, like it just looks familiar yeah. even when you're new here because there's just like all these images that we've been impressed upon growing up, just floating around in our brains. <laughs> it's, it's surreal. It can be surreal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll be somewhere and they'll be like, oh, I know this place. Why do I know this place? Like, what is this from? And it wouldn't, you know, like you could, you could think about it for days and never mm-hmm. realize like, oh, right, like, you know, die hard or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was sitting at Justa today and somebody was like, hey, you see that Gold's Gym? That's where Arnold Schwarzenegger used to work out and get ripped, like on creatine. I was like, great, as I was eating my artisanal croissant. But um, <laughs> Next to the Bradbury building is a knife shop that is allegedly where O.J. Simpson got his murder weapon. Really? Mm-hmm. So much fun. Good times. Yeah. All right? Good, LA. great So times. much, Only like, creepy. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I mean, we're, like, both real geeks about just looking a little bit below the surface of things in LA because one of the things that I think people find impenetrable about Los Angeles is that it seems like it has no history and things are a little bit opaque like it's not like everything's handed to you on a platter but if you literally look at anything for more than five minutes if you google it you know you'll find out that oh this is where they filmed such and such or this is where this amazing thing happened or this was built by like a lunatic in the 1920s or whatever like (laughs) there's a lot of secret history here Mm -hmm. Which is so fun because we, we love, like, poking our noses into things. Yeah. No, I mean, my hotel that I was supposed to stay at here was the hotel where all of the um, Oompa Loompas in Wizard uh, of had their huge orgy. I love that, that story. Um, well, so thinking to kind of five a day and when you guys started creating it, before you actually even had the idea to do it, what was your process for finding things in L.A.? to do um well I mean the reason we made it was because we like we didn't have a process for it I had lived here before and I like knew you know what things I had liked when I was in college and I still had friends living here so we weren't completely you know SOL but at the same time we didn't know what the cool stuff that was going on it took us several years to get assimilated you know it's not that we didn't know it's that there was too much there were too many things happening to know what the right thing was and what the best thing was so, yeah, I mean, we're lucky to have this network of people through touring around the world that, yeah, everyone comes to L.A. and does something at some point. So we're, we're tapped into that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we spent a good year, our first year in L.A., just exploring, trying to make connections with people, like checking, just checking stuff out really earnestly. And when we felt like we had a network in place, a community in place, that's when we decided to actually build Five Every Day. But also Five Every Day has manifested its own community and part of like the way that we work generally on all our projects is that we'll have an idea and then we'll just do it even if we're not entirely sure how we're going to execute it because the best way to hold yourself accountable is to like publicly do something um so we built it and then we just figured it out and and also like its existence you know prompted a great deal of people to reach out to us with their stuff and now we just get like a you know we get dozens of emails every day about things that are happening in LA we get invited to stuff so we're, you know, it comes to us now. Mm-hmm. So thinking about, you know, we recently spoke to Jonathan Gold, and, you know, he spends a lot of time putting mileage on his green truck, kind of driving all over this beautiful place that I called a desert. And he was like, no, it's Mediterranean, actually. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> but, you know, thinking about his sort of approach to how he finds places and puts on chamber music and he has a whole secret you know process that 
he won't divulge. But nonetheless, like for you guys in a in a similar fashion, you're kind of doing that in your own way of curating. Can you talk a little bit about when you are selecting things? Like what are you thinking about when you are selecting them? Well, I I would say that we share a great deal of the Jonathan Gold process because really driving around and walking around and really actively looking at things. Mm-hmm. Every storefront that seems a bit interesting, like really stopping and looking and reading the menu and talking to people and going inside and getting a vibe, looking it up on the internet, seeing what other people have said anything about. Like all of that stuff, that's the easiest and most like consistently rewarding way of discovering new things. And there's so much in Los Angeles that remains to be discovered that you really can just like pick a neighborhood and walk, li- just walk half a block and find a place that hasn't been blown up yet that's super interesting because also there's just so much happening culturally in so many different layers everywhere in the city that there's always some kind of interesting origin story or mix of cultures that's happening so that's a big part of it for us and also we just love i mean our number one favorite hobby is just driving around in in la picking picking a street and just going all the way down it and really looking yeah it's really about being surprised for us it's not about like hearing about tons of people talking about this new restaurant or like a yeah, a trendy restaurant or, or trend of food. It's really just about being completely surprised and finding something that doesn't seem like it would be great. Yeah. And LA is so good at that since so much of the architecture is very ugly and so many hidden gems are in strip malls. Yeah. yeah. We try to avoid, I mean, we have to write about trendy restaurants too, but we are so much more interested in old school places or places that are just like really interesting in some way that isn't just, hey, the hot new guy started this ceviche place, you know? Mm-hmm. We love family-run places. We love places that have been sort of operating under the same ownership for a long time. We love places that have an interesting ethnic, you know, like mix uh, or are sort of in undiscovered parts of the city. That's for us like our favorite thing. And and the way that we present things on Five Every Day is not even always about food necessarily. Um, sometimes it's just about context, you know, like, oh, you know, the you know, the, the food here is terrible, but this, the waiters are 100 years old and the drinks are super stiff. Like, what a great joint. You know, like that kind of thing to us is just as important as the food being good or being, you know, high quality or being or being trendy. Because really, I think a lot of it is about attitude and experience. And you can have a really great experience at a shitty place. The app, I mean, this is so corny, but like, what <laughs> do you feel the app has actually taught you the most about L.A.? and your relationship to it? Um, I mean, the app for us has has created a community that was probably already there, but has kind of articulated the boundaries of a community of people that go to things regularly and are, are curious and engaged in Los Angeles that we see again and again, who are consistently engaged and excited about stuff that we put on the app. That for us has been super rewarding, just making a scene, you know, making the five everyday scene, whatever that is. Um, it's also taught us that LA is truly limitless. I feel like we've been doing this for a little bit over two years now, and we still haven't run out of stuff to write about. You know, like sure there are things that are time-based, ephemeral things like concerts and art openings and stuff. But like a big, I would say half of what goes on the app is just stuff that's in LA. You know, grocery stores, restaurants, shops, hikes, neighborhoods, stuff like that, architectural history. Um, and that stuff is just so limitless because the city is both giant and dense at the same time, which is really unique. I think, I mean, you've kind of already answered this, but, you know, so many people are moving here and this motif keeps coming up, especially in the realm of restaurants and space. But, you know, in your minds, why do you feel L.A. is a great place for creativity in general? 
<laughs> um, do, do you want to chew on this one? <laughs> I think, well, for one, there's just a lot of really creative people in Los Angeles historically because it's, you know, it's the place where myths are made or have been made for hundreds, hundred, hundred years. <laughs> like, there are just people that are not even just, like, in the industry, but people that just know how to make sets and props and designers and, uh, you know, people who know how to get projects executed on time and on budget there's just like capable creative people like working creative people in LA in large volume so like there's just a, a skill set here where if you can tap into that world you can collaborate with people that really know their shit uh, two I think you never I don't know it's such a wide open and sort of formless city that you don't feel really tied in anywhere and I don't want to always compare LA to Portland because that's not fair but you know where we where we come from is a place where you just run into people all the time because it's small and because of that you sort of feel consistently bound to a single identity or a single way of being whereas here you can kind of just like bop in and out of all kinds of different scenes and no one no one's like mad at you for not being around enough you know you can just be like oh i'm i hang out with these experimental video people that are really cool and i also hang out with these cinema people and i also hang out with like these you know punk these punk kids in the valley like whatever like you can go from scene to scene and 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 you don't have to like be you know, a representative of any of those scenes because everyone's kind of moving around. It's a sort of looseness to the way people move around in the city. And you can also really like be alone and not be around other people if you don't want to. You know, you can just like hole up and work and never run into anybody if, you, if that's what you want to do. But if you do want to see people, you can just go out and just take a human being bath <laughs> in, in like great public spaces. Mm -hmm. That exists as well. <laughs> it's there's that sorry my my mom is French there's like a there's a French idiom bain de foule which means like per person bath and it means like it means like walking into a crowd I'm always trying to bring it into English but it doesn't quite work yeah that sounds like New York City like mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. a constant yeah. human bath I like yeah. that feeling of being around strangers you know I think there's something really exciting about that just seeing different kinds of people doing all different kinds of stuff downtown LA is like yeah that's feels that way yeah. Well, I'm gonna go do stuff on the app for the rest of the day today. In fact, yeah, dude. I what's think. On? Can you read off what's going on today? Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. There's a lecture at at a, a feminist art space in Frogtown called the Women's Center for Creative Work by our friend A. L. Steiner. Mm -hmm. uh, what else we got going on? There's uh, this thing called Radio Picture Show at the Virgil, which is uh, produced by some public radio people. It's kind of like the Moth, but sort of hipper. It's comedians and people telling stories. Spicy barbecue. Oh, I don't want to blow this spot up too much. <laughs> this is a really, really great, super authentic Thai place in Hollywood. In a strip mall. In a strip mall that I love. Um, a spoken word performance by Lydia Lunch mm -hmm. at, I don't know where, and Lucha Vavum, which is sort of like this burlesque, uh, like Mexican wrestling vaudeville thing that sounds bad on paper, but it's like a really crazy party uh, downtown. That's what's going on today on Five Every Day. Thank you so much for coming on, and thanks for planning my itinerary today. <laughs> yeah, great. you have fun. Yeah, you yeah. can just plan the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm just going to move here, and it's done. Deal. You should move here. It's now's the time. Yeah. The exodus has begun. <laughs> that wraps up our interview with Yacht. Thank you so much to Jana Bechtolt and Claire Evans and the crew over at Burger Lords. That vegan burger makes the meat version look and taste like garbage. 
And if you don't live in LA, you can make your very own Burger Lord's vegan burger by getting the recipe on Munchies. And download Yacht's 5 Everyday app. It's free. On the next episode from our LA series of Munchies the Podcast. So right now we're in an undisclosed location in Koreatown. And uh, I have the Micha Mobile out. We drink up downtown LA on a mobile Michelada bus with the powerhouse siblings behind the James Beard award-winning Oaxacan restaurant, La Gelgetza. Until then, devour all of our Munchies content at munchies.tv. Find us at Munchies on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook too. And if you like us, please rate our show in iTunes. It actually helps us out. I'm Helen Holliman. I'll catch y'all in two weeks. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 